0: For many in 2017, it was a time of great pain. It was a time of grief. It was a time of loss. Maybe it was a time of unwanted changes. For other people, though, this past year has been a great year of triumph. Maybe for you, 2017 was a great year of blessing. But whatever 2017 was, it's over now. 2017 will be gone forever. The blessings and the burdens, they're memories. The pleasures and the pains... That's old news. The mountains and the valleys, they're all just memories now. Tomorrow marks the beginning of a new year filled with new experiences. And many are looking to 2018 with two words on their heart. Those two words sometimes cause anxiety. Sometimes those two words cause fear. Sometimes they cause worry. Those two words are what if. What if 2018 is like 2017? Or what if 2018 is like 2017. Today, I don't want you to stop asking what if. But I do want you to look at your what ifs from an entirely new perspective. I want us today to take our what ifs and put them in the hands of God And see what he's going to do in us, through us, and to us in the coming year. So as we look at a passage from the church's early days, I want you to know that what God did for them back then, God can do for us now. If you would, turn with me to the book of Acts in chapter 4 and just listen to what God did to those believers that are not a whole lot different than yourselves. In Acts chapter 4 and verse 31, the Bible says, And when they had prayed, the place where they were, where they were assembled, together was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they spoke the word of God with boldness now the multitude of those who believed were of one heart and one soul neither did anyone say that any of the things he possessed was his own but they had all things in common as anyone had need now friends we're not talking about communism there what we're talking about is are the what ifs so let's you and I ask today four what if questions and find out what God might have in store for us in 2018 number one What if this is a year of renewal? You see, the early church kind of experienced two great beginnings. The first came, of course, on the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2, when Peter preached with great power and 3,000 souls were saved and added to the church that day. Just a short time later, there was a great time of renewal. And it came that 5,000 more people were saved and added to the body of Christ. Listen to what the Bible says about that day. However, many of those who heard the word believed. And the number of men came to be about 5,000. Tomorrow... We're going to celebrate the beginning of a new year. But is it really? I mean, tomorrow, you're going to wake up and you're probably going to have the same problems that you had today. Tomorrow, you're going to wake up and you're going to have the same burdens, the same needs, the same worries, the same fears that you're going to have when you go to bed tonight. In some ways, it's going to be just another day. But in other day, other ways, it's going to be a day filled with new possibilities. What if this is the year when God moves in great power in your life? What if this is the year that God allows you a brand new beginning? Friend, can I tell you something? It can happen. It can happen. For some, this might be the year when God redeems you. Some of you have been coming into this room week after week, but you've never been saved. You've never given your life to Christ. Listen here, it's not too late. If you're breathing this morning, you can still be saved. This might be the year, this might be the day when God redeems you. But this might be the day, this might be the year when God restores you. Because you see, some of you in this room have been walking at a guilty distance from the Lord. For some time now, if you're honest with yourself, you and the Lord have not been real tight. You've claimed Jesus is your Savior, but if you're honest with yourself, you're not living all out for Jesus. If you're honest with yourself, you, you really don't pray like you should. You really don't come and support the body of Christ like you should. If you're honest, you're not really reading God's word like you should. If you're honest with yourself, you really just haven't been living the kind of life that you know you should. This might be the year. Friend, this might be the day when you are restored into that right fellowship with the Lord. But this also might be the year when God renews you. Because you see, there are many in this room right now who are saved. There are many in this room who have been living right according to the word of God. But if they're honest, they just don't really love Jesus like they used to. There's a a coldness where there used to be a hot, blazing love. There's a coldness where there used to be great zeal and great passion. For the things of God. Friend this might be the year. Today might be the day. When God rekindles that fire. When God renews your life. And those old fires. Of passion. And love. And power for Jesus. Come back to you. This might be a year. When God refocuses you. You see, there are some here today who have spent all this past year looking back. Some here who have spent all last year longing for things the way they used to be. There are others here who have spent all their time looking around them. Wanting what it is they do not have. Instead of cherishing what it is they do have. This might be the year. Today might be the day when God helps you to refocus and get your eyes on the one person that really matters. His name is Jesus Christ. Today could be the day when God helps you to set your priorities right and helps you to run your race with great patience and great power. Friend, these things can happen, and they can begin happening in your life today. Is 2018 a year where everything changes for you? Is 2018 a year where everything changes for your family? Is 2018 a year where everything changes with your walk with the Lord? if he's spoken to you about any of these things I've mentioned, then no matter what it is, I want to encourage you this morning to bring it to Jesus and you just watch. You just watch what he can do with what you bring to him. All this can happen. And 2018 can be vastly different than 2017 because this could be the year of renewal but what if what if this is a year of rejoicing there in verse 31 the early church prayed and God moved did you see that they prayed The people of God prayed, God moved. They prayed that God would move mightily, that he might do something drastically different in their midst, and boy, did he. He shook the whole place by the power of God. What if this is the year when God answers your prayer? Some of you have been carrying burdens for people, for family members, and for situations. Some of you have been carrying these burdens for months. Some of you for years. But what if this is the year when God takes action on your prayers. What if God takes those prayers you've been praying for so long. And he does what only he can do. Would that be a good thing? Would that be a reason to rejoice? Absolutely. It's a real possibility. How do you know Bill? Does God not promise to answer the prayers of his people? I don't know. I haven't read my Bible, Bill. Don't say that. But in Isaiah 65, verse 24, listen to what God said. And it shall come to pass that before they call, I will answer. And while they're still speaking, I will hear. God said to Jeremiah, Call to me, and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things things you don't even know about. Jesus said in Mark chapter 11, therefore I say unto you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. The apostle John wrote in 1 John chapter 5, now this is the confidence we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And we know that if he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we ask of him. So God promises to answer the prayers of his people. Now that doesn't mean that it's going to be the answer you like or coming the time that you want it to. But he always answers prayer. Friend, do you know that this could be the year? This could be the year when your children get right with God. This could be the year when your spouse comes to Jesus for salvation. This could be the year when you achieve victory over those spiritual hurdles that you've been battling against year after year. This could be the year when you see financial blessings come and your financial future change. This could be the year when you see your health restored. This could be the year when you see your marriage saved, your marriage restored, maybe your marriage rekindled. This could be the year when you see the things you've been asking God for for years come to pass. This could be the year. So whatever you do, don't give up. Walk in faith, believe in God, trust him for the things that you need. In Psalm 37, the Bible says, delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way unto the Lord, trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. Oh friend, what if? What if this is a year of renewal? What if this is a year of rejoicing? But what if? What if this is a year of revival? You see, when the early church sought the Lord, he met with them. When the early church sought after God in prayer, Verse 31 says, they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, if you know anything about the Bible, every born-again believer has the presence of the Holy Spirit within him or her. But very few believers are filled with the Holy Spirit. Do you see that there's a difference? Between just the presence of the Holy Spirit and being filled with the Holy Spirit. Can you imagine if every member at Bethel Baptist Church was filled with the Holy Spirit? What might happen? When they prayed, God moved. And everything changed. Everything changed. Can you imagine if we would do that? If we would pray and yield and be filled with the Holy Spirit of God. What if 2018 God moves at Bethel like he did in the early church? Oh my goodness, what could happen? The whole place would be shaken. It could be. And friends, if he does, if he does, it will be a time of great revival. And I want to give you a little prophetic word. It's my impression that God is going to use the Bethel youth group as the catalyst for this revival that I'm talking about. And right behind them are the children that we teach every Wednesday. The catalyst for revival in the coming year. Do you see how important they are? Do you see how important it is that we sow into their lives Over and over and over and over and over again. You see, we could schedule a revival in the course of the year. We could schedule some revival meetings and we could even call that revival. But when there's real revival, profound changes happen right here. Profound changes happen in the house of God. There in Acts chapter 4, when there's real revival, there's great power in worship. And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together, say together, we're here together, was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit of God. And they spoke the word of God with boldness. God's word brings conviction to the believer and it causes change. It makes us do things differently. And when that conviction comes, we'll no longer neglect this altar of prayer like we've been doing. See, when there's real revival, not only is there power in worship, but when there's real revival, there's also zeal in service. God's people don't have to be begged to be busy. Instead, they desire to serve God. They want to serve God out of their love for Jesus Christ. When there's real revival, there's also great unity in the church. Verse 32 said that the multitude of those who believed were of one heart and one soul. They were unified, forgiving, reconciling differences became the mark of that church. Paul wrote to another church in Ephesus in Ephesians chapter 4, and listen to what he said. I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beg you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called. With all lowliness and gentleness. With long suffering. Bearing with one another in love. Endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace. And at the close of that chapter, he continued on and said, be kind to one another. Be tender hearted. Forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. So when there's real revival, friend, there is power in worship. There is great zeal as we serve God. There is great unity in the church. But when there's real revival, there is mutual concern among the members. Did you hear it there when we read it? Neither did anyone say that any of the things he possessed was his own. They had all things in common. Nor was there anyone who lacked. And they distributed it to anyone who had need. See, the church will be in the business, friend, of bearing one another's burdens. If it's your burden, then it's my burden. And if I'm burdened, then you're burdened. And we're not only looking out for our own interests, but we're also looking out for the interests of others and that becomes the standard of who we are. It becomes the standard of everything the church stands for. When there's real revival, there's one final thing we'll see, and that is love. Love will be the foundation and love will be the result of everything we do. The greatest commandment according to Jesus himself will be taken seriously. Jesus said, you are to love the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. Love becomes the foundation and the result of everything we do when there's real revival. Friend, this could be the year. This could be the year. And if it Are you in a position to experience revival with God's people? If you're not, can I tell you the Lord can change that today? This could be the year when revival comes. What if this is a year of renewal? What if this is a year of rejoicing? What if this is a year of revival? But I got one more question for you. What if this is the year of reaching? We're told in verse 33 that the early church was marked for a zeal to reach the lost world for Jesus. They went out and they lived it and they preached the gospel of grace in great power And they told the old, old story how a Savior came from glory, how he made the lame to walk again and caused the blind to see. And when they told that story, God started saving souls into his kingdom. This could be the year when God breathes that kind of zeal into you Into the church, into our hearts. I mean, I think you would agree that if there's one thing the church needs, it's a desire to see sinners saved. But most church members don't really have a real consuming burden for lost souls. I mean, how long has it been since you were really burdened for someone that doesn't know Jesus? How long has it been, friend, since you have labored in prayer for somebody who's dying in sin? How long has it been since you made just an effort just an effort to tell a lost person about Jesus. Friend, I'm telling you that if we will seek the Lord in this area, he might just cause this to be the year when we as a church carry out the great commission like the Lord instructed us to. This could be the year when we go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit and teaching them all that the Lord commanded. This might be the year when we start seeing results. Results that astound me and you. Results that glorify God in heaven. If we're willing and make ourselves available, this could be the year. This could be the year, friend, when we see many people come to Jesus. Oh, what if? What if? You know, all through this message, I've been asking you, what if? now I want you to think about two other words. Why not? Why not? I mean, do you believe that the things I've mentioned today are possible? I do. I believe this could be a year of renewal for you. A year of rejoicing for you. A year of revival for us. A year of reaching the world for the gospel of Jesus Christ. I believe that. Do you believe, friend, that we serve a God who specializes in doing amazing and incredible things? Do you believe that? What about impossible things? Do you believe that? In Matthew 19, Jesus was teaching About how people are saved. And he said, With men, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Has the Lord shown you today that these things are possible? Has He spoken to you today about your salvation? spoken to you today about our need for revival? Has God spoken to you today about our need to spread the gospel of grace a little bit more effectively? I believe that we are on the verge of a great year here at Bethlehem. And I'm so excited.